Welcome to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we have a very wonderful guest in the studio with us today. Hey, he's my main man, my number one Dude in the world. A <laughs> uh, guy who I've done for, what, like 10 years or something? Something like 10 that. 10 years yeah. in the neighborhood of that. Uh, great, wonderful, hilarious person, Andrew Stanton. Hey. <laughs> what a counter energy to me and Kate. <laughs> Hi. So, sorry. Like like I started getting. What are you, one of the Hines? Sure. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, What'd you start getting? Uh, I started getting a phone call immediately, and that and it always freaks me out. He's very important. Call. He's getting no, a lot I'm of phone calls. I don't, calls. I don't recognize the number, so I just ignore it. Scam likely. Yeah. My friend Scam likely was calling. <laughs> Scam likely. I Scam, like what is this? Is this about those pill bugs again? <laughs> I do like the idea of every phone call that you know like just is like, uh, promotional. I get a lot of the Cialis calls. Oh my god! Weirdly, but it'd be f- to fun to change all those numbers to show scam likely. I'm, really that's funny. my phone changes that automatically to scam. You don't get scam likely. No, it literally shows up. It says scam likely on my phone. As really, yeah, I thought yeah. that was just a joke. You guys, no, dude, that's just uh, like what my phone does. Wild. I don't know if it's I guess just if me. somebody reports it enough or something. Like Probably. That. I don't know. Well, email into the Metro PCS is just looking you, out for me. Uh, that's right. Cool. See if you know about that. Love it. Know about what? <laughs> email into the podcast if you know what causes a number to come up on your phone yeah likely. email tweet instagram us, my, uh, hashtag scam likely <laughs> uh andrew tell the listeners a little bit about yourself like what do you do what's your relationship with comic books in general oh I, why I, are you here <laughs> uh I, i'm here uh i'm here for for a for a damn reason okay <laughs> um sounds like we brought on a, a politician <laughs> i got i got uh, I'm here to talk about the state of this country. <laughs> uh, no, I'm uh, I'm I'm an improviser. I'm on Harold Night at UCB and yeah. here in LA. Awesome. Um, that's a new development for me. So it's been a it's been a, a a few weeks so far. It's been a lot of fun. Great. He's on a great um, team called Heartthrob, and they're Heartthrob. super great. See to us watch. on on Harold Night at UCB. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, my relationship with comics uh, isn't. I, I don't really have one. I never uh, got into comics when I was a kid. Um, since since knowing Kate, I've I've like read one or two. Cool. Like, you know, just from from Kate, like like forcing me to read. Aside from Hellboy, anything stand out that she shared with you that you still like? Like, oh, that uh, was. Cool. I read almost all of Bone. Oh wow, um, Bone is so sweet. Yeah, I I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I forget. I I think I just like got busy and kind of tapped out with it. And, and it then... just gets heavy towards the end a little bit. Like it gets more like. But although, like Andrew, while he's not super into comics, I'm gonna speak for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big like fantasy and like sci-fi reader. Uh yeah yeah yeah. Awesome. Like, I, I read a lot of books without pictures. So you've slogged through but, uh, like the Cimmerillion and shit. Like you yeah. could finish. Oh bone. wow, cool. Yeah, yeah. I should give it back. to What you. are your? Give us <laughs> if you have. Oh. What are your like top three? Like the ones that you'd be like, you gotta suggest people to read. Oh um, well, I'm a, I'm a pretty big Stephen King fan. Um and like f- like in the last year, I read the whole uh, Dark Tower series. And Which I've, Kate is slogging through. Yeah, yeah. I'm still <laughs> yeah. at the end of book two, dude. It's really <laughs> it's pathetic. Been it's been so long. It's all right. I have 
I have 25 pages left. Like, I need to go. And Andrew's looping you again. He's, <laughs> it's like so, the beginning of Captain America Winter Soldier. You're, uh. Yeah, he's just lapping me. It's, <laughs> it's, you're it's, Sam Wilson, and he's just, la- Andrew's lapping you every time he finishes the series. I can't, I can't say anything because Kate, uh, let me borrow her copy of, uh, Frankenstein. And, uh, I've been, I haven't opened it for like two or three weeks. The original book. Mary uh, Shelley. Yeah, it's like an illustrated uh, oh, reprint cool. of it, but it's not abridged or anything. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't know why. I've just for whatever reason having so ha- was having so much trouble just getting through like a single page. You of get it. caught on stuff sometimes. Like. Caught on, yeah, yeah. It's like you now the the language of it is so like outdated. Yeah, yeah, and so, yeah, and so much of it is like a. Just the these these guy characters talking about how great they are. <laughs> That's just Mary Shelley like being like these assholes. These yeah. Or Mary Shelley like trying to like unfortunately appease those those male writers in her group. I maybe. think she's I don't critical know. of. Is she really? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I, I that's great to hear because I have I've read the novel of course, but I have I mean it was years ago, so yeah. I don't remember a lot of it. Um, Sweet. This illustrated one is. Fucking awesome. I forget the name of the illustrator. It is. I did find that book fascinating, though. Like, the whole father-son, like, more stuff that she dives into. Yeah. Which I know is in the movies and stuff, but they, like... Yeah, they're able to, like... They really don't pull it out as much as I thought they would. No. In, like, the adaptations I've seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I could be wrong. Maybe there's an adaptation out there that's spot on. I mean, yeah, the only only adaptation I've seen, like, um, a really significant amount of... I haven't even seen the whole thing. I've seen most of the uh, the Boris Karloff one. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I have never like, seen that. Yeah, I'm gonna like watch it this and, month. Yeah, and like it's bits cool, and man. pieces of the Kenneth Branagh one. I've seen all of that one. It's wild. The fact that Robert De Niro's the monster is insane. I've yeah. only seen clips on YouTube of it. Um, it's I've seen wild. the fire scene, like where oh, where the house she, is on fire and they run down the hall, yeah, with burning. Well, where they light what's her nuggets on fire? What's oh, Helen Bonham? Yeah, Helen because they like sort of infuse the young. Because they infused the Bride of Frankenstein a bit into that movie, I think. Maybe what? I can't remember. I'm <laughs> we're all over the place. I was like saying that maybe they infuse a little bit of Bride, the idea of Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, into that. it's in there for sure. I, I I didn't get this far. I was probably like halfway through the book when I when I tapped out. Like like I'm still I I haven't started any other book, so I'm still technically clinging to the belief okay. that I'll finish it. <laughs> but it's just like. <laughs> You know, you know what I mean. Like, 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 I can't make myself excited to read it. Like, like, sure. like most other books I read, I'm like, when I'm not reading, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I can't wait to get back. to We it. should set up a reward yeah. system for finishing each other's book <laughs> recommendations. There you go. Yeah, challenge each other. Other than friend, yeah. we're we're too close friends at this point, where we know if we don't finish it, it's not going to affect our friendship. Like, it won't. It won't be like, <laughs> what an asshole! Yeah. I gave it to him, and he never read. Like, I would never think that. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Set up some, <laughs> some kind of book it situation where we give each other pizza afterwards. Yeah, I've. I've I've lent Kate plenty of books that she hasn't read, so it's fine. <laughs> right, 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 right. Kate, shame her. Shame yeah. her now on the podcast. Kate had my copy of The Silmarillion for like two years. <laughs> which I've never read that. That's a conservative that's, that's a, that's a That's a fucking hard book to read. It's a textbook I mean, about like, fake shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... It's super it's beautifully So can we assume that, I mean, with Stephen King, Tolkien is up there as well. Oh, yeah, you. yeah. I, I'm a big Tolkien fan, but like in, in a different way. Like like Stephen King really can tell, like for all for all his problems and like uh, putting aside the fact that he really is, you know, a pop writer. Yeah. Um, but he's he, super aware of it. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah, think exactly, he's a yeah. guy that thinks he is above what he writes, like, or thinks his writing, like there's, I don't know what I'm trying to articulate, but there are those like pop writers that sort of like 
put up their nose at other stuff. Yeah, fancy himself great. Whereas I don't think he's ever been like I think he knows where his writing s- sits among the other authors. Yeah, yeah. Like I've 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 poorly have only read one thing he's ever read, and it's not any of his novels. What is it? <laughs> it's on writing. His, oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it's a great. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. And it's a great read, and I I really respected him. A lot in his in his like process is yeah. very cool. Um, like uh, he he's he he got a, a bunch of short story collections. There's one called uh, "Everything's Eventual," and um, like Good in title. the beginning of that, like he has some note about like he always has a long fucking Forward. thing in the yeah. beginning of every book. But like this one, he talks about uh, balancing like the more literary stories from the all out screamers. Oh, uh, okay. So like, yeah, yeah. So I know he's conscious of like some of his stories are just like. I thought this was a neat idea. And like a lot of them are just exercises in telling different kinds of stories or telling a story a different way. Um, where, whereas uh, Tolkien, it's, um, it's all about like the, the poetry of it, the beauty of it, because those, those uh, like Lord, like the, the trilogy Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I don't think those are good stories. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like I don't think those are really compelling stories. I don't think oh, aside from maybe like Sam, I don't think there are really any, really compelling characters in it but it's very beautiful i've still read i've still read the trilogy a few times because it's you know it's like lyrical it's amazing but yeah right not not, not a great story i don't think i'm with you on that i love the hobbit more than i love the trilogy Mm -hmm. when i've read them um it feels more text like it again it swings ray into like i feel like i'm reading a history book on this ancient civilization which is fascinating to your brain in a different way but Hobbit thrills me because I think it's a good read. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's more digestible. Like you, you can get through it. That's yeah. cool. Easier. It's a book. Literally, it's written for children. Yeah. So I can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm the glad tril- I could at least read that. Yeah. The trilogy's got a lot of like stuff happening in the background that he's like that he kind of vaguely references and you got to read like the appendix. It's super dry. For sure. And, you know, like other writers are able to like establish the same kind of depth without like being so uh, like textbooky about it yeah i my big go-to when it comes to that genre or a sort of a parallel genre in sci-fi is i love the dune stuff frank herbert i think does exactly that but he has a way of like i'm not i don't i've never felt i'm reading a reading a textbook about this crazy civilization in space he has excerpts of course at the beginning of chapters that are from like literature of that world which i find fascinating Mm -hmm. but it doesn't like to But then once you get into the story, like, oh, I'm just reading a novel. Great. Yay. (laughs) But I haven't been, I'm trying to read his, like the fifth or fourth book of it. I think the fifth and I haven't been able to concentrate enough to to do it. Sometimes sometimes it's hard. Yeah. Sometimes you're just like, your brain is not, it's like, nah, not now. Yeah. (laughs) Circling it back to, circling back to Kate having trouble with that second Dark Tower book. I had a very difficult time with that one. Oh, really? Like, like I, uh. Like there, there's eight books in that series, and I think I like I really plowed through like at least five of them. Like the, wow. sec, the second one, uh, like the last one took me a while. The second one took me a while, and the third one took me a while. But I mean, the I third think it's one just because it's like, intense. I think it like because they're kind of struggling through this very similar landscape, although like they're leaving it to go visit different characters or whatever, and different like going through yeah. the doors and stuff. But, um. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. The second one's a lot of them walking up the beach. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that's <laughs> a big. They're just like walking up this beach for like for like days and days and days. Yeah, I'm just getting like more and more delirious. Like it's cool, and I'll like read like 
a hundred pages at a time and then I'll put it down for like fucking two weeks and then read 20 pages. And it's just, it's been a, a slog, but it's just on me. Like I haven't, I don't know. I just need to I fucking sit down and do it. Great. Hey, Hoozles. Stephen King, Tolkien, you got a third? Oh, uh, I, I haven't read a ton of his work, but I do, I do. I, I've really enjoyed basically everything I've read from Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Right. I've heard he's amazing as a novel. Mm. Never picked him up. Though. You got to read um, Sandman. Uh, Sandman is like great. Yeah. I need to finish it. Also, when he takes over Miracle Man, it's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, now that you, I mean, I gave Andrew my Hoopla login. So you got to you, <laughs> you, can you can't get your that. own library card. I do. He have, does have, I have one, a but courtesy a, card. Yeah. So like he didn't have his. Wait, you didn't have a piece of mail or something. We both no. went together to get our library cards. I I so my my current address isn't on my ID. Oh, that's right. That's like, right. I, I changed oh, yeah, it. they're very like, weird. Like I, you know, I registered like I went on DMV and I. I uh, I don't know, like, like I, like I, I, I informed them of my new address, but I didn't, I didn't get a new. How card, long does that shit so. take? I've done that too, and they haven't updated it. It's really weird. They, they don't, really I don't, they don't send you out a new ID. So what the fuck? I, You'll never be able to get. Until you have to renew it. No, you can apply for it for a new one with your new address on. I just didn't because I didn't think it was important because I didn't think I would be denied. Books are important. Library. I need to do that too because I want to get. I got to get those real IDs. And that's going to be tricky without. What the fuck? Oh, that's the one where, so you don't need a passport or whatever? Well, you're going to have to be required to fly and you have to get a real ID. It's really fucking complicated. Ah, that's. But yeah, that's a whole other podcast mm-hmm. about travel. That's, that's, our, <laughs> that's our TSA podcast. Let's all move to the woods. So great. You, we know a little bit. Yeah, let's move to the woods. We know a little. So what's your relationship with the character of Hellboy? Uh, nothing really. I never, I never read the, read the books or anything. So you're fresh um, off. Well, you I, saw the I did see the movie when it was in the theater. I saw the first one when it was in the movie theater. Um, it was me and uh, my brother and uh, one friend of ours. There was nobody else in the theater. <laughs> what fun. So, so we didn't, we didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. And we mostly like. Through fistfuls of change at each other from across fistfuls the fistfuls of change. change. You're how wasting you? a lot of change. I, I, was, uh, I forget. I forget what year it came I out. So however sweet. old I was, the year it came out. We were like in high school or just. Oh, would you after, just go I break think. dollars to throw change at each <laughs> other? I don't know. I don't remember why, but <laughs> like I, I remember. I remember for some reason having a, a lot of change on me for some reason. That's funny. Oh, weird. I feel it like might, in high school, that's when like, you carry around. You're like, I'm gonna go to the coin star and fucking get. <laughs> yeah, I think it might have been like between the three of us for some reason we had a bunch of change, but that, that it is it is weird. <laughs> Because I've never liked carrying a lot of change around. It really bothers me to have things in my pockets. Hence you throwing it at people instead yeah, that's of probably cashing why I threw it, it in. It. Yeah. That's so funny. Great. So you saw the movie. So <laughs> Sounds like you liked it a lot. Yeah, you didn't really remember it because you were throwing change. So with this story, is this the first thing you've read of Hellboy then? Yeah. We're getting you right in. Yeah. That's it. This is fascinating. Yeah. This I is going to be a fascinating to hear what you think of it as we get to that. But that's awesome. So you're fresh off. You're fresh to Hellboy. I love it. Yeah. It's a dream to have somebody actually with that point of view here. So I love it. But before we get to the story for today, um, we're going to jump into a segment I like to call Hell to Pay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's all about items that are associated with Hellboy um, that are out there to buy. Sweet merch. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We had a friend of the podcast who is a contributor to this website of Mignolaverse.com. They just released a cool thing. It's series two. You can look up on the website of Mignolaverse to look at the 
retro as hell Hellboy reaction figures um, series two. There's another segment that covers the series one that's on the website. Um, this is just covering series two um, because the first one was series one covers a bunch of other different items. But I just wanted to focus because I think these are a cool um, this company called reaction figures or just reaction is a series of Hellboy figures which are very reminiscent of like old um, Star Wars figures of that series, like the early Star Wars figures. I can't think of the company right now that originally made those. Ugh, it's it's drawing a blank. Was, right? it, was it Kenner who started making yes, Star Wars? Yes, Kenner. Because if you look at the reactionary, reaction figures, their logo is very much a play on Kenner, those original toys. Oh. So this, this segment's really cool. He, they just did a series. They have like, if you can scroll down, we're looking at their pack. The packaging is very cool, very Hellboy with the logo, but it's classic packaging. With they have this the characters Carl Cronin Hellboy, Kriafe, which is a partially robotic um, gorilla. <laughs> you have a Rasputin. They have a Hellboy. They have Johan Cross, who's a ghost. There's a lot of cool pictures by our uh, friend as well of the podcast Alex. I just think they're really cool. They're so awesome, dude. I want these really bad. Yeah, I wish I could just buy them, buy them, buy they, them. <laughs> I, I feel like there are so many like um, bad Hellboy toys. Like some of them look dumb as hell, and this these look. I think they just look so cool. Like they capture like the feeling of an old toy, and like they just look fucking cool as shit. Yeah, like. <laughs> I love the simplicity of them because yeah. I feel like a lot of toys these days, they're these big sculptures and it's true. You're trying to get them anatomically correct and what's up. Sometimes you lose a little bit of the spirit of a toy yeah. and these are just flat out like, no, we're going to make them just like those old Star Wars figures, but do, but Hellboy. And I love it. Yeah. There's at the very bottom. You see a lot of like, they have a whole series of them with Liz and Abe lobster Johnson, which Kate has not met yet. A lot of cool stuff. Which one's lobster? Oh, this one. He has that blue. lobster on the chest. Yeah, that makes sense. The, or the lobster the claw. claw. Yeah. I mean, we'll that's be, a we'll very be introduced funny to very shortly. I'm excited. But it's the packaging alone is cool too. Uh, I mean, just that these classic. guys look fucking cool as hell. I want to get them. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to look and find out what the pricing is for this. Oh, with each billion dollars. Each figure is fifteen dollars individually. It's that's wow. mainly what toys are these days because yeah. they're collectors' items. They're not for children. I mean, I'm going to take them out and play with them. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'd have take, to set them up. Take them in the tub. Yeah, take them with me into the tub. Take them in the tub. <laughs> Very good. Make <laughs> them shoot each other. I love that idea. <laughs> Playing yeah, Hellboy in the tub. Yeah. I like that there's a separate Hellboy figure with horns filed down and with, uh, and with horns. Yeah. Yes, See, I you're agree. Smart. You, you figured out what they are without anybody explaining it to you. Well, I guess you've seen the movie, so you know. Yeah. And they have yeah. these other ones. I, uh, again, I haven't taken the time to look um, through it to see what each one is. But it, at the bottom, they have like four versions. You have with horns, no jacket. Without horns, no jacket. With horns, jacket. And you have without horns, but he's like red. And I don't know. He's got like a red jacket. It looks like it's not painted or something. Yeah, or it's clear. Or he's like clear, yeah. So Because I remember growing up. I wanted all the Star Wars figures because they started really releasing them when, yeah, like Kenner did, or I, I don't know if it's Kenner at this time, but they started when the uh, special editions started rolling out. They started remaking toys again. Yeah. They came back, and I would buy them as well as I 
Remember, you were able to mail away for a free ghost Obi-Wan. And he was similar to that, but oh, like sick. the color of like a ghost. So I still have those in a closet somewhere. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, just getting better and better with age, like wine. Yeah. You're going to be able to. Toys are like wine. <laughs> That's your retirement plan right there, dude. I don't, I think they're beat up because I think my mom lets Never mind. grandkids play with them. Oh shit. So who knows what the toys are for playing except for these. I'm going to get them and play in the toy. Yeah. Maybe we, if I get some extra money, I would do it. Can we talk about this gorilla guy for a yes, second? Please. I just want to know more about him. Keep. Kriafi? I didn't know that was his name. I thought his name was different. But I, I yeah, I didn't know that was his name either. Uh, he shows up in like one of the really early stories. Yeah, he I'll might, have to show you. He looks fucking cool as hell. Um, he's like a cybernetic gorilla that works for the Nazis. He's terrifying. Got, like, nodes yeah, all right. Over. That's fucking terrifying. <laughs> like like uh, a a gorilla is scary. On its own. Yeah. On its own. Yeah. yeah. It like could if you just become, be gorilla. This one is a smarter, tougher fucking. Iron fisted gorilla. And he's a Nazi. <laughs> and he's a Nazi too. <laughs> a Nazi gorilla. You wouldn't think. Pretty much the most frightening villain. I really am surprised that was his name. I thought he had a simpler name, but I'd have to I don't wanna I don't wanna take the time to pull it up, but guess packet but he might cool return well. later on and that maybe that's why I don't know because I'm forgetting that he shows up later on in the issues and stories. But that's it. Any final thoughts about those toys? Um, they're sick. They're so cool. Any of our listeners want to buy them, send it to us. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's uh, very cool. Um, I hope I have them at one point in my life, but we'll see. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to look and see. Like, You're looking up the they're name They're probably of already like fucking double sold out. Oh, wait, this shit's at Walmart, dude. Really? Yeah, for 15 bucks at Walmart? The fuck? If they're only, I mean... Is it, I mean, Walmart bad. Don't Walmart get me is very bad, but uh, but add to cart. <laughs> <laughs> We're welcome back to the Hellboy Purchase podcast. <laughs> oh, Super Seven. Yeah, there's so much cool shit on Super Seven. Oh, they do like great. cool alien toys that are just like this. Oh, that's, that's, that's amazing. Why I, that's I'm like, why is this familiar to me? Well, that's amazing. They do like all kinds of different like, um, what the fuck am I thinking of? Like franchises or whatever different yeah different different licenses that's cool yeah different fandoms different fandoms i love i love that this these toys are intended for 14 plus don't give it to those young kids that's right they don't get it they don't appreciate it no <laughs> they're just gonna take them <laughs> they hate toys. And play with them yeah all right well we're gonna take a break um and we'll be right back and we'll be going through um how do you pronounce this story <laughs> the varkalak the varkalak with our guest, Andrew Stan. We'll be right back. I'm Sarah. And I'm Beth. And we host Everything is Rent, a podcast about the Broadway musical Rent. Every week, we're joined by a hilarious guest to talk about one of Rent's 525,600 songs. We'll answer questions like, is Rent the best musical of all time? Has Rent aged well? Are they not going to pay Rent? The answer to all these questions is yes. That's Everything is Rent on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Aw oh Crap, a Hellboy podcast with me, Kate Thompson. And me, Mark David Christensen. And our guest, Andrew Stanton. Hey. <laughs> Seductive. Are you trying to yeah. seduce our listeners there? <laughs> Is it working? <laughs> they'll email us and let us know. Yeah, they'll let us know about their boners that they're getting. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. We went there, boner country. <laughs> uh, but we <laughs> That made everyone feel awkward. Let's just take a moment to let that pass. <laughs> 
Uh, but great, we're diving into the story, the Varkalak. Um, this is a cool story. A little history about it, uh, real quick. It is written and, of course, illustrated by Mike Mignola, colored by Dave Stewart, lettered by Bat- Pat Brousseau, edited, of course, by the wonderful Scott Alley. Now, this originally was not published in the form that we're going to be reading it, which yeah. is in this uh, these pages, 11-page story. It originally was published for Dark Horse Extra, number 14 to 19 through July 1999 to January 2000. And it was actually in a different format. It was in uh, the standard, not this standard comic book format that we're going to be reading today. It was actually six one-page installments and it was a newspaper stri- newspaper strip format. Oh, no way. So like this, I'm going to show to you two, that is what the original first issue oh, looks wow. like. Oh, wow. It's very cool. Um, I would love to read it this way at some point. Uh, it said it was published originally again this way in The Art of Hellboy, which I didn't know because I've my brother owns that book. I do not. That's pretty neat. That reminds me of like Phantom or something like that. Is yeah, that exactly. Yeah. The originals, how it, even like, I mean, even some old, they used to have a Spider Man kind of like strip that would, they would publish that way in the newspaper. Which sometimes some of those stories were probably so boring sometimes. Yeah. Because you'd be like, nothing's going. No Spider Man is showing up. (laughs) You got to have a cliffhanger every two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's pretty cool though. Yeah, they did that format. <laughs> Will and, he make it to the top step? And if you look closely to this first one, he so the re- version we're doing right now, it's completely he redid everything. Yeah, like the it's, panel sizes are different, and like the art, he completely the version he did for this was for the paper trade back. The colors are different. Yeah, too. everything's new. All uh, well, he makes yes. it very clear in the little like insert he puts. In the trade and also in the library edition, this is what Mignola has to say. He says, this story was inspired by a single paragraph I read 20 years ago describing a type of Romanian vampire which eats the sun and the moon and is able to cause eclipses. He says, the hardest thing about this job was finding that one book again so I could get the name of the vampire. The Varkolak was done in, he says, it was done in six installments in Sunday newspaper strip format for the Dark Horse Extra. When it was collected in the right hand of doom, I completely redrew the thing. That's crazy. Oh, that he just re- went I back was going to say because it. it looks like his like newer style or whatever. Yes. Basically like the style of this has evolved a lot in a way that like Hellboy becomes more simplified. Like... His even his like head shape kind of changes. It's just like any character. It's like fucking Garfield looked different in the beginning and the end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Things evolve. Yeah. Artists evolve. Yeah. So uh, I was gonna say this looks like his more recent stuff. Can I see the? Yeah, of course. Here you go. This again? is the 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 comic book strip when you can look at that as we talk. And then it says he also expanded it and and put it into a regular comic book page format. He says there are things that I like better about the original, and there are things that I like better about the. V- this version, the comic book format. And he says, that's the way it goes. A little classic Mignola sort of deprecate um, self-deprecation of his, his, his creations. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very cool. I would love to at some awesome. point, because in this okay, course of this episode of the podcast, we're going to be going through just the comic book format, but it would be nice at some point in the future, we'll return and maybe get a copy from the art of Hellboy version and read that. Um, and discuss that maybe in the future. 
Um, I would have maybe done that earlier, but you know what? Hey. You know, that's okay. That's all right. We're not perfect. Uh, but yeah, so it's a really cool history about that. And I think that's very cool. I think that's insane, the dedication of Mignola to like completely redraw it just for a release of his um, trade paperback. Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. Like I, Wild. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. Maybe it's just something he was like, oh, this is not quite where I want it. Yeah, I can like totally see him. It's super long, that. and he clearly draws all the time, anyways. So. And he liked the story enough to do that. Yeah, I guess so. So, yeah. That's cool. All right. Well, let's jump right in and get started. Yeah. So, in this version, it opens up. We have like a nice, simple, like, title page with, or title like panel, the Varkalak, and then a close up of a corpse with the two distinct bite marks on the neck. So, we know it's like a vampire we're dealing with. Yeah. I think this is a very unique start so, um, so far because yeah. a lot of times in what we've praised about Mignola is, and this is for Andrew to know too, is like, and our listeners, if you're in a, where Andrew is coming in, it's most of his stories start with like really clear, classical establishing shots yeah. to set up tone. The first panel of this is very different. Yeah, yeah. It's I would like, say this like close up of it. I mean, he kind of gets to it. For sure. And then in the second panel, but like, yeah, it's, it, just as uh, he does this cool close up first, but I mean, I this love the close change. Up says a lot too uh, to me. Like it's it's um, daylight, and yeah, you know, it's a vampire we're, de- we're dealing with. Um, and then the second panel, kind of showing the you know this old dilapidated house that he loves to draw. <laughs> kind <Yeah. laughs> of. Um, so he's uh, he loves architecture. It. It's like pretty. His like kind of classic noir kind of style. He says, uh, well, in this next panel, it's established Yorkshire 1992? 82 is what 82? I show. Yeah, 1982. Get this big. Oh, yeah, doy. 82. That's okay. And then, um, uh, so this is taking place. This story is taking place before even. Uh, I love these stories that are taking place before Seed of Destruction. Yeah. So you're seeing some shit. So these are just the old, like, this is like his job, basically. Like, he's a detective for paranormal shit, and if people are dying, he goes and checks it out. Nice. So this is, like, pretty, this is pretty, like, indicative of, like, the kind of shit he's doing. Like, in a lot of these, like, little short stories, they're just going back and showing him, like, what he's been doing since being, like, discovered in the 40s. And before, like, the main narrative in the 90s, he's, like, been doing this detective work, basically. And the Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense gets this information and, like, sends him out, like, on a job. Just like the FBI, but for, like, spooky shit. Yeah. Oh, so he's yeah, like that's a, pretty dope. He's, like, a sick, like, demon detective, and he's he goes and checks this shit out. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. dude, you, you really should, like... Keep yeah. It. You gotta I mean, dive into it. I, yeah, I mean, it... It, it, it presses it presses a lot of buttons. Yeah, it checks for me. a lot of boxes. I think for, uh, for <laughs> it hits issue. a lot of things that I like. And, yeah, and I want to point out that like with the evolution of Mignola's um, art himself and his minimalist style, we really are seeing it in this redrawn version. I yeah. think, especially in just that first close up of Hellboy, we see a lot of that. That his the style, just his face is so changed. Yeah, I mean it's subtly changed. It's still the same character. But man, is it getting simpler? Like his his like cheeks are so sunken that he's mm-hmm. he's like very skull like and with like very minimal lines. He's showing us that his face is like really pitted and scarred, and like, um, yeah, just you can 
he like makes this texture without like it's the same thing that we've kind of talked about before where he can draw like a handful of bricks on this wall and we know that the entire wall is like this crumbling brick but he doesn't have to draw every single detail yeah. of it like he's doing the same thing with his face in this close up shot and it's really neat um I agree and then the coloring for this for this these like middle panels I really love how like the doorway is in this bright sunlight but immediately it's like as soon as you step into the like uh, into the little like yard area of this yeah like a house. courtyard it's yeah. just like completely in shadow so it gives it this kind of spooky feeling yeah and i love again we've had one other story that we've gone through where there was a little bit of light which was the christmas underground yeah and we had like it felt spooky and horrible even though it was bright and that's what i love about this too that you're pointing out is like even though it's in the middle of the day, ooh, creepy. Yeah. Going into like a vampire lair in yeah. the day is still terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think there's something creepy about, like extra creepy about scary things happening in the day. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, like, I don't know, being, being a knight and having, <clears throat> having the darkness there to kind of hide things from you, from you a little bit and. I, I don't know. I think something about being able to see it. And it's still being scary. Yes. Yeah, and it's still being scary. Yeah. And, and the sun and the light not protecting you. Right, yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no guard against yeah. whatever it, it is. Yeah, it's uh, similar to like seeing seeing scary things that are far away. Yeah. I think it, a lot of times is is more effective <laughs> than, yeah. than having something right up close. That's like, a great point. Yeah, like the, the eventuality of it, you know what I mean? Like the entire yeah. movie it follows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like yeah. seeing that um, thing being like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah. No, like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like like seeing this this uh you know, castle in the distance and this uh this corpse here obviously being killed by a va- having been killed by a vampire. Yeah. Um I don't know. Just thinking about like the inevitability of it. Like, yeah. Also, no attempt to hide this body. It's yeah. Not like the vampires. Right. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. It's like they left it essentially on the doorstep, like it, like in you know within eyes, I like within eye shot. What the yeah. fuck am I talking? It's about? It's out in the open. Yeah. Like it's out in the open. Within sight. Within sight. Like most vampires. <laughs> oh my God. Within sight. Yeah. yeah. Most vampires are known to like sort of I was try to hide dumb. their tracks. At least cla- <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Kate. Thanks. Classically. Eye shot. But within eye shot, but like vampires are known to like sort of hide themselves, right? Keep them away from humanity, at least classically. This is just like whatever. These ones aren't scared. We don't care. Yeah, they're like fine. Yeah, Leave the body trying. out there. Like, 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 yeah. What does that say about how much power this vampire has at night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's really cool. And then so then we go down. A uh, nice Mignola boom. Mm-hmm. He like puts a lot of booms and stuff. Mm-hmm. He smashes through the door gotta love grabs, that classic hellboy entrance like yeah. style and then we see him grabbing like a shard like a big piece of that wood nice wooden steak oh yeah and then um well i'll be countess <laughs> alona kakosi and then i i googled her i didn't see any other like mention of her in folklore so i don't know if she's like an established figure or anything well, it's one paragraph too that he pulled from, so maybe it could be either from that pearl but paragraph, I, maybe, or maybe he's created this. Character. Maybe that's true. I, I mean, I saw. Well, I looked up. So the Varkalak, I was able to find information on aside from this story, but for her, no. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe, but may, like maybe though, you know, I didn't really dig too deep or anything. I love the old art behind him in that panel. Yeah, where it's like a skeleton about to stab a like a queen. Oh yeah, like a that's one, wild. Yeah, like I don't even know what that's referencing, but that is wild. Yeah, to just have like that some just old up. English tapestry, I guess. Like, yeah, 
just like medieval art in yeah. general. Yeah, it's pretty bleak and yeah, 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 like like a lot of medieval art is about like the inevitability of death. Yeah. And things like that. Yeah, totally. Fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he says he's been looking for her right here and he says she's a long way from Budapest. Yeah. He says, wow. That's Party where she town. started. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, she's a long way from Budapest. So like, I think like the Varkalak is like, yeah, that's like the origin of like it's it's interesting that he would set it in England because it's the creatures and like characters are from somewhere else. Like I wonder what his decision was to bring them to England. Maybe they fled or something for right. some reason. He um, seems a very I mean, just off of the having not read everything that Mignola has created for his Hellboy verse yeah. as of yet. But he seems very, lo- he loves London and that kind of cool. Maybe that's I mean, it, he has yeah. a freaking whole witch finder that's literally pretty much takes place in London. You yeah. know what I mean? So You're I'm not like surprised England. he just likes to set it there. Yeah. Because I think maybe, and maybe that is like, have we had, this is a good question real quick, then it's a side question. <laughs> Andrew can't answer it, but you, maybe you. I can try. I don't think we've had a, I don't think we've yet had a story thus far that Hellboy is in the Americas. Have we? There have uh, always. Andrew? <laughs> no, <laughs> great. And it, it seems like yes, they're based like BPRD is based in Connecticut. Yeah, but I don't think we've had a story that's taken place in America. It's all them over sent so. overseas. Oh, what about the one with the priest? Was that one set in like I feel Rhode like Island or some shit? I'd have to go back and look. Me too. I think that with the wool was that um, um the that was the wolves of Saint August, and I think that's still over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And it's I think maybe they showed he like just, a photo of them together in Rhode Island or something. Yeah. And then the actual story was them it's, traveling to Europe. Right. Yeah, there was a photo where they had some classic Rhode Island landmark behind them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Classic like, Rhode Island like, landmark, um, for uh, instance. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like the segment from Wayne's World where they're like, they're like, we're in Delaware. Oh, Delaware. Delaware, uh, well, Delaware. Yeah. <laughs> Where, um, yeah. Listen, there's a lot of pointless states. <laughs> For sure. Take that. <laughs> Take that, Rhode Island, you stupid. Yeah, dumb. get out of here. But I, <laughs> I wonder if those are going to come up later on. Um, I know he does go. There's some places okay. he's going to go, like Japan, that are going to be surprising that I'm excited to get it when we continue to go. Yeah. Um, but I can't, I honestly can't remember off the top of my head if he's gone to the Americas or maybe in even in the Hellboy and the BPRD, like the the series that's like more back flashback yeah. stories, if they, uh, that happens. But I think it's also just a lot of these old folklore, most folklore comes from older countries than America. Yeah, maybe that's I'm not saying own. America doesn't have its own folklore, but a lot of that's Native American stuff. Yeah. And you know. Yeah, I wonder if he ever dips in it. You know, the very isn't his like one of the very first times that Hellboy appears when he first like fights that big pig creature. It's at like a dilapidated old gas station. That might be in America, right? Because it's oh, like, you mean the big the dog the dog the thing that, that could have been in America. But it was like totally an Egyptian right. creature. You're right, but it is Egyptian. But that, I, that like, could have been in America. It like sir, it looked, looked like, the like South. America. Yeah, it looked like. Fucking fall. You're probably that. That's probably the closest we've gotten to an American yeah, story. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. Neat. Right off the bat. Yeah, that I agree. But that, um, yeah, that's interesting. And then, like, oh, you know what is cool about? So, uh, back to this. To yeah, Park There's like, I love the um kind of like moth-eaten cloth that's hanging yes. from the yeah. ceiling here. Like, just his like texture for that is really neat. 
like you know like you have like these frayed ends coming down but it's also like just completely like worn away at the top here with like circles of yeah i guess just like moth-eaten kind of fabric it's just super cool yeah i mean next to her which is a classic like it's a coffin but it's made of wood of course yeah but behind that below that 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 old curtain is that creepy queen statue holding a baby yeah i guess at the madonna but i don't know why they would have a religious figure i don't know in here well, but they also there's have, another one in there's, yeah they also have yeah her there's a lot like, of Christ yeah down there so i don't know maybe she's like i don't give a fucking shit about that i mean it's all disrespect it could be a disrespect yeah kind of vampires like seem to go against down. that stuff yeah or it's, you know, it's just an old castle. Maybe she found it and it was there and she's like, well, I can't pick it up. It'll burn my hands. <laughs> well, I don't want to touch it. So I don't want to touch it. I'll just leave it. I mean, yeah, it's my philosophy when I move into a new place. <laughs> like that? if something's there that I don't like, I guess it's just there. Well, I guess this is what my house looks like. Well, I was, <laughs> like when I moved into my current place, I'm like, well, I guess my room's blue now. <laughs> you, you fucking wait, work. You work at, at, at Home Depot, Depot in the, paint in the painting department. department. And you don't. You don't buy that paint or get it like yeah. a discount. <laughs> no, paint your room? I don't get a discount. <laughs> that would. I mean, that's dumb. And it makes me just not want to paint. That's so. true. Yeah, I guess you're surrounded by paint at all times, <laughs> and then you're like, I don't want to bring that work home. I don't want to smell it at home. Yeah. Too. Uh, makes okay, sense. Let's see. So we have Hellboy immediately um, open that coffin. Yeah, his great. Always his like. Um, way of speaking is always like this foil against his surroundings. Like he's always in these like bleak fucking medieval places. And he's like, well, I'll be, you know, like that's kind of <laughs> hit the general yeah. tone of the whole comic. Um, and then, yeah. How many years have you been, have I been looking for you? Six, seven, too damn long. Opens up the co- the coffin lid uh, with a big clunk. We see her eye. Uh, now, instead of this painting, she's represented as like young and beautiful. And then we see this like, blue skinned like rune covered eye with yeah. like a milky kind of green colored pupil in there. And I love the frame or, before um, that. Iris. I love the panel where his hand holding the stake, the stake is actually allowed to break the panel framing. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, his face is completely in like silhouette with his red eyes. Yeah. It's such a cool, it feels like a classic horror moment of like, this is something that's going to go down. Yeah, he uses that so sparingly, which makes it really effective, I think, when breaking the panel like that. Because mm-hmm. um, his like flow from panel to panel is like so fucking solid anyway. I feel like he doesn't really need to overuse yeah. that technique. But like, yeah, to like lift it up over that panel makes him, gives it this really cool like tension, like it's about to swing down. Yeah. Um, and then we yeah. got a classic, classic. This happens a lot in Hellboy, Andrew, where like the floor will give out and Hellboy will fall through it. It happens yeah. like every other issue. I mean, yeah. he's, he's pretty big. Yeah. So he would be, you know, and he's going into a lot of old rundown castles and stuff. I will say this. What I love is this one's very, the the use of it is very, visually is variation of what we've seen before. Yeah, I think a lot of times different. we've seen it, it would, the panel that we're looking at right now of him falling is from a point of view that's really like far back yeah it's using up a lot of this vertical panel or, or slightly vertical panel in the most um it's been a lot of either splash pages or we're closer of him yeah. falling through the floor or being yeah, pulled get, through the floor we see a lot of him like yeah this one's like you're you're absolutely right like and i love that this back. is a variation on that for this story because it's farther back <laughs> you gotta love him yelling jeez I guess Jeez. too, like he was not able to do a splash page for this one either, because he's true. doing it in that weird format for 
um, for like its initial release. I mean, I guess he, when he was redrawing it, maybe he could have, but maybe he just liked it. Like it's it looks mixes cool. it up. Yeah. yeah. And then he like splashes down. We see another cool like uh, I guess like sculptural element behind him. Yeah, it looks like it's death in a in like maybe King Arthur, which is a bit of an allusion maybe to his to the future of Hellboy, to yeah. be honest. I haven't seen the story yet, but there's like a lot of images of him, Andrew, with uh, Excalibur. So I'm sure that at some point we're going to see a lot of like Knights of the Round Table kind of thing. Uh, I, I I wasn't sure what that was, but like it come that same kind of image comes up again a lot later. Like, I know I'm skipping ahead here. but No, like, that's OK. Uh, yeah, like there's another there's another really similar image like towards the end of it. Right. He'll and, do like, that um, a lot where he'll like repeat. He'll have like a lot of. um uh, like almost like symmetrical kind of Im- like he'll use the same image a lot. Yeah. Uh, issue. W- well, uh, yeah, I-, I wasn't sure what it was about, uh, but then like re- reading it a second time and thinking more about like, uh, cause you know, they have the, they have the bit about like, it's, uh, the Varkalak, uh, you know, eats the moon, something mm-hmm. like that. And, um, oh yeah, we have and, this like celestial kind of, image yeah, here. like constellations here. Yeah. And uh, and and it's fun to think about you know vampire lore in general and how it's um when when you really like look into it it's always used to like explain things that people didn't understand yeah like yeah. you wouldn't really understand decomposition so that's where the the myth of vampires comes from and so that about uh like like you talked earlier about how it's used to explain eclipses yeah. So I don't know that that that's where that I guess that's where my mind went I was like is this something about uh, about constellations or yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a I, great point. Yeah, and because I know that we we know that Scott Alley is now officially taking over an editor. Yeah, I think a lot of things are going to start being planted, and even these short stories that are going to become greater on part of Hellboy's overall journey. Cool. And I do think, and I, this is having re, going back and returning to these after go, reading further than you, Kate, and much further than Andrew. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> that I'm like, oh, that is a big nod, I think with death and this King Arthur figure. Cause I think it's King Arthur with Excalibur and possibly the Holy Grail as he's holding in his hand there. That, that ball with the cross might be the Holy Grail. I could be wrong, but I think that's the duality of what Hellboy is facing through his whole journey is a destroyer or like a hero. Yeah. And that's, I think is a, what he's fighting, which I think is brought up, and we'll continue this story. I think is actually clearly brought up at the by the end yeah. of this. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's called it's out. Ulti- ultim- yeah, it's ultimately like the the focus of this story. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like. But let's continue. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool little like foreshadowing to that. Um, and then yeah, he's like this cool image of him splashing down into, like it's kind of there's a lot of like, not like abstract images, but like it's clearly like confusing for him. Like he's fallen and he doesn't know what he's falling into, how far he's falling. Um, he splashes down into something. Which I'm assuming is blood. Yeah, it seems the, the to redness. be. It's like all red. It's like totally red colored. He's splashing around and then um, emerges to find this like pile of coffins, basically um, this huge, like, uh, like underground, uh, the fuck am I thinking of? Not mausoleum, but like a catacomb. Catacombs. Yeah, like catacombs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they look like just stone sarcophaguses. Yeah. Just They're just piled up high. And um, this like cool angel statue. We see this big cavernous wall behind it. Like it's in this huge room. 
Um, and he gets up and he's like, kind of like a huh? Like he gets just a big question mark. If I was smart, I'd just get the hell out of here before. And then, of course, he's cut off with like these corpses coming to life, telling him to stay. He gives him an ah nuts, uh, which is like, a cl- <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah, just his classic like kind of reaction. Um, stay with us, stay with us. These like spooky, creepy, oh, so creepy. The coloring hell. is, they look like made of dust. Yeah, that very much so. Like it's all gray on these panels. Mm, um, yeah, they're just like dry, decrepit. Yeah. Just crumbly things. Gross. And they're like reaching out to him, um, uh, yelling at him now to like gradually getting louder and louder stay. And they kind of surround him, growling, son of a, and then we see, um, we see the countess emerge from her coffin saying, telling them, wait, wait, do you hear? And then we see it, that cool, like little panel of the full moon kind of emerging from the clouds. Yeah. Um, all of these corpses stop to like, listen and they, they go like the four collect, like the, the four this collect. huge, this like big speech bubble with this teeny tiny little amount of writing in there, which sure. I think gives it like a lot of gravity yeah. Even yeah. though it's like a, it's quietly said, but it's said in a way that like, you know, you could hear a pin drop otherwise. I yeah. Think. Like it weighs a million pounds. Exactly. Yeah. And it's such a cool framing because that skull's so in the for, uh, the foreground. Yeah. Hellboy is about halfway through the frame and he's actually, his head is dipping and being cut out of the panel. Yeah. It's just. So your focus really goes to, yeah, it's like he's there, but the focus is at these like super detailed, like. And uh, fucked up teeth. <laughs> yeah. And so you can kind of like, you can like smell the decay in mm-hmm. this panel. And like, it's really, really cool. And Hellboy is really overcome by them. Yeah. We really have seen him in like if position. he Yeah. He would be in bad shape if they weren't all stopped by the Countess at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really cool. The um, like in a scene that you, you'd expect to be really chaotic. Yeah. To have this sense of like calm and reverence. For something way worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that's, that's the a thing great too. way it's to say so it. ominous because these big powerful creatures that like overtook Hellboy in like a second, like he's, you know, he's real big. He's a big man, and he yeah. usually like brawls his way out of this stuff. Like he'll be like smashing skulls, and like he, maybe he just uh, hasn't gotten to it yet. Yeah, yeah. But- here's a here's a guy who who it's been established in this is like has been hunting this vampire for years and doesn't yeah. seem phased by the idea of hunting it, and he. He just shows up and busts open the door and rips a piece <laughs> yeah. of wood out to do it with. Yeah, and yeah. Like, and and then to see him, like, like he kind of uh, flies by the seat of his pants. Even even like this is taking him a long time, but he's still like not. You know, he's he, yeah. it's not too concerning. For he sure. like knows he'll show up. He's like, I'll find a I'll find a steak. Yeah, you know it'll. <laughs> yeah, and I think that kind of gives uh gives some weight to his uh predicament here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like maybe got in a little over his head. And then, yeah, we see this next shot, a cool close-up of her, um, the master of us all. Tonight, he's come forth out of his secret grave. Um, uh, secret grave band name. Secret grave is a sick I, band name. Yeah, secret grave. Hi, we're secret grave. Secret grave. Tonight we come up. Yeah, and so they on. They definitely do shows that are never, like, officially the location is not announced until the night of. Yeah, yeah. And they only record their albums in like bathrooms and shit. In a shower stall. Echoey shower stalls. Um, And yeah, so like, and then it's like this cool kind of like crooked old headstones in in this panel um, out to wander uh, all of the cities of the dead. 
what are you yakking about? Like upside down, <laughs> surrounded by these corpses, which have turned into bat people. Oh, I love the transformation. Yeah, this like Ugh. sick transformation. I love the like Their colors eyes. on here too. Like, I mean, it's October. I got Halloween on the brain. But like even the speech bubble here, that's like sort of this orange tint against this like blue purple. Yeah. And then all of their like eyes being orange. like And they've widened. Totally round. They, oh, yeah, I love yeah. that. He uses like silhouettes so well and always his eyes that are silhouetted like this, I think are really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like kind of a, a favorite um, trope of mine, I guess, like like a like scary or monstrous things having just like uh, like big, like solid colored eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just eerie to have no pupil. It's like, I guess in our like lizard brains, it's like that thing's dead. That mm. thing has like no, you know, it's like yeah. How can it be seeing? Yeah, how can it be <laughs> yeah. seeing? And it still sees me. Like there's no like there's no life behind those eyes. It's really unnatural. Eyes. Yeah. Uh, so it's like on some like deep fucking caveman level. I'm sure like that's why we're all scared of it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And so he, in the midst of that, what are you yakking about? Um, uh, let's take this one to him. Now wait a minute, like you know. <laughs> and then they continue their transformation into these like cool bats. They fly away um, now, and then these like bonging bells, um, kind of like awesome classic looking yeah, church chapel. underneath Oof. the full moon. Um, um, hey, come on, this isn't funny anymore. He's like being carried up by this like swooping cloud of bats. Yeah, that panel is the- beautiful <laughs> yeah. to show the, to show the movement in that is gorgeous uh, in yeah. that one yeah. panel. You don't see any individual bats in it. It's great. Yeah, they're just like shrouded in this blackness, uh, and then until they like bust through, and it's like more dust like shooting up with them. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> <hold> up. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of getting like tumbled in the dryer here. He's like yeah. flying up like that. Um, so, so like still this great, like disorienting kind of like movement there. Um, the bats kind of disperse and knock him down against a headstone. And when he gets up, you know, he's bleeding. That I didn't, can I be honest? I did not notice the bleeding lip or bleeding mouth until just now going through the library edition. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't catch that. It's getting worked over. When I read it earlier. Yeah. Like, God, he looks, yeah. and he's just so angry in that one panel of his bleeding. You know, yeah. it, he thought this was going to be a simple open and shut coffin situation. Yeah. <laughs> and, he's got, and he's got this, like, vaguely New Jersey-shaped thing of blood coming out of his mouth there. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, that's very good. He's what kinda, is that supposed to mean? <laughs> what does that signify? Yeah, what do you got with Jersey? <laughs> what are you saying about Jersey? What's going on here? Uh, bleeding we'll America? To- is that what you're saying? Bleeding <laughs> <We'll leave laughs> Illinois. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, yeah. Uh, dumb, us just reading it. Speaking of Jersey, show. yeah. Okay, lady, that's enough of that. Like a little yeah. bit of that kind of <laughs> accent. He's like coming out from behind all of these pitted, crazy, uh, pitted is the word of the day for me, uh, crazy like gravestones. Um, And you see her like kind of towering over him. Bah, how can you even speak? Look, all of you in like this form, oh. this kind of like, Sort of like rising from the, the like hills behind him, this giant form with like little wings and like it's can't so quite cool. make out what it is yet. The Varkalak is nearly upon us. You like like get the impression. I think this it's is like playing lumbering. into. A, oh, sorry. Oh no, I cut you off on because I agree. He You're looks good. like he is lumbering, but I think this is also what Andrew was playing into is like something from the 
the inevitable or unknowing from a distance yeah. really is terrifying. Because right now he's all we get is like sort of like a mass. You can get a little bit of the form of him, yeah. but it's unclear what he is. And that's even more terrifying than knowing if it was just yeah. like a very clear monster. Yeah, it's unclear. It's far away and it's big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not knowing is always scarier. Yeah, Whoa. for sure. Yeah, that was a great point because, yeah, that's exactly like that's the like theme of art, like the visual theme of this whole issue, I feel like. Because, um, yeah, he doesn't always do that. Like he doesn't always have heat. Like he's done like big kind of gargantuan monsters before, but like not always. And that's like really neat um, mm-hmm. angle to point out with it. I agree. And like so, all of, yeah, all of these corpses are stock still looking at him. Hellboy looking up and then we get a cool shot of like more medieval art. Um. Yeah. 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 What's yeah, this that, like skeleton holding here? Like, what would you say that is? Just like a cross? Like that's yeah, it? something like that. Yeah, I can't well, tell uh, what it a is. Really either. long present. <laughs> really, a box of really long present. We get. This, I got you like, a very long rifle wrapped <laughs> it up in worry. some. I got you a walking stick <laughs> I guess from my trip be, to Peru. It's got to be like a gravestone. Maybe it's its own gravestone or something. Like could it looks be, yeah. like it could be like carved stone. I'm sure it's some fucking religious thing. Some fucking yeah. I mean, some it's church boy email into this. And <laughs> all right, church boys. All right, Send church boys. Um, hey, all you church boys. <laughs> oh God, we we saw we saw that Jersey reference, and now we're getting real Jersey on Any our you listeners. Jersey churches want to send us anything? Yeah, I, I like how I, I like the uh like the, the, the form is like um is like translucent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the moon like emerges. That makes it even it. more terrifying. It's like what dimension is this thing in? Oh yeah, dude. And then yeah, have you ever seen his like before? Well, he's big. <laughs> you know, you know, like Hellboy's uh I think like um like the uh the real the really cool, like dark, uh like horror. Uh, dialogue from from you know the countess and from all these other vampires uh juxtaposed against hellboy being like irreverent yeah um it just really like it gives me like flashbacks of of running D campaigns yeah awesome. <laughs> oh like, yeah i forgot to mention that andrew's yeah. the dungeon master for our game that we've been playing for over a year now which is crazy to me is andrew the one that real quick just for our listeners yeah. that did the official proposal oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah yeah that's right i yeah. told the story on the podcast like a couple listeners love it yeah yeah that i had to, i had to write that down like before i did it because anytime i try to just wing it wing cool dialogue in that i can't do it like because yeah. i inevitably do a lot of uh and then <laughs> and then and then, and then fucking... everybody's everybody's fucking laughing at me so much no that it's not that 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 it it's, he's so good at it right <laughs> but like every now and then like sometimes we'll be like i don't know we'll be inebriated on this and that and then uh, <laughs> i get it i get it I've been in that really, position. You know, this is southern california you know you where, know <laughs> you know how we're doing it you and know then how we do uh and then so like he'll sometimes every now and then he'll be he'll he'll be on like a really cool role and he'll be like he'll have this like awesome because you can do that you can like improvise in that language pretty well i would say so sometimes you'll have like two sentences of like really awesome like it sounds like you wrote it down but it, you're just coming up with it off the top of your head and then you'll have to stop for a second and be like um uh, and then, so there's, like, and then that, there's like a like, hail of laughter yeah. that comes from the like, It's just funny that you've like, because you've established that this like serious tone 
And then uh, you have to think about it for a second, yeah. which is, of course, like only fucking human. And like no other person that I know could even like do that shit in the first place. So, but yeah, and, oh. but I understand that you would want to write that down because it was but, important but, to but, you. But, 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 but yeah, like uh, th- those moments always like usually being uh, like uh, met with uh, the character saying something like, uh, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's a great impression of one of the guys who plays D&D with us. Uh, <laughs> this awesome dude, Josh, who like, yeah, his character is kind of like a sweet doof. I love it. Yeah. So this is this. Yeah. Hellboy, yeah. Hellboy is definitely that. That's what that yeah. like. I knew I'm glad that you like it, Andrew, because I feel like mm. it's, you know, it's just so neat. Yeah. And now we're, we're finally getting a little more form on our big um, vampire. Yeah. So like he's kind of taking shape. Um, uh, so great. Uh, so great that he eats the moon. That is the size of his power. He's the king of all of my kind, all vampire. Living and dead, Mori and Stigoi. So that's like Romanian shit, kind yeah. of like names for vampires. And then, um, or where's she from? Bavaria or Budapest? Budapest, that's right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, he looks like freaky as hell. He's got these little baby teeth. Yeah. He's right. got these little baby wings. Um, he looks huge now. He looks like basically like stone. He's uh creepy. Yeah, yeah, he's a and mountain get, of a creature. <laughs> yeah, he's a real Hulk. And um, and what are you to him, cousin, brother? No, he hates you. Or you, you he hates. hates. Yeah. So like, and I love that. Took, that line lands on a close up of Hellboy just grimacing. Yeah. Um, and he's like stuck and he can't move. He's basically like enthralled, I guess. That's and like, I think there's a bit of fear in his eyes. Yeah, like, I think he's like the vampire guy has him under like her spell. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, well, or, yeah, or, or this thing being like having having such power over um, uh, you know these demonic creatures, vampires. Yeah. Like it, it, you know, it stands to reason that it would have some kind of, you know, sway over him too. Yeah, because just the nature of him being like something other than human, like something other than a mortal guy. Yeah, yeah. Again, again, like, like, like I. I'm I'm not familiar with their with the rest of Hellboy really, but um, uh, I I do really like the idea of him still kind of being um, like beholden to his uh, to his nature in that way. Yeah, that, like like he can he can try to you know fight against these things, but ultimately like he he is you know a demon. That's super astute because that's like a huge part of the whole comic. Yeah, exactly. He's basically like trying to. Like every like every now and then, like a creatures that he encounters from this like kind of realm from like folklore or something will recognize him, say that he's like, you know, your destiny is this. And then his response is always something like, nah. And like then he's like screw pistol off. whipping or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Screw off. Pretty much. <laughs> Sit and spin, buddy. Like that's his whole thing is he's like trying desperately spit. to go against his uh whatever his like his perceived like nature is by all these other things. Like he was brought forth as this like destroyer and he doesn't want to be that. And that's like the, like a huge part of his character, the part of his character, I would say his like defining feature. Um, totally. I agree. So it's like, she's, she's kind of like whispering in his ear now at this point, uh, comes up behind him and he just has that little exclamation point to kind of signifying like, <gasps> like, you know, he she caught him, him off guard. Yeah. It was like terrified, defeated look on his face. Yeah. He's looking very just like just, uh, yeah. 
And it's one of the first times we've really seen him in this in this expression. With right. this expression. It, yeah. It is it is really cool how how he's able to do so much with so little with his expressions here. Right, right. Like he he has really gotten it down to like so like simplifying it. It's great. And um, yeah, so she's telling him like you he'll destroy completely, he'll tear you to pieces and grind you into dust, not for what you are but for what you could be and are not. I think that's where we really were selling it. Yeah. Of like really what this whole realm thinks of him. Yeah. They really, it's like a, it's almost as if I'm picking up on like these creatures and other demons of, of folklore and this realm of evil really are almost looking at Hellboy as a betrayal. Yeah. Because he's going against what he was built. Because so many destiny. of them are like characterized by that. It's like, that's what they are. Like they're spirits of one thing. They're like spirits of like, you know, they're the ruler of one specific aspect of this, of of this universe. And I think like to them, it's like the ultimate insult to try to go against that nature. And yeah, they they don't care for it. <laughs> yeah, they really don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the idea of like monsters or demons being like, you know, like elemental creatures almost. Yeah. That are that are beholden to 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 like a specific aspect of their nature. Yeah. And like him him betraying that's very cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's hard. It's yeah. Like he's met with this kind of shit at every turn. Um, and then this like thing speaks Hellboy to him. Oh, as its hand has come up from under him. Yeah, like as scoops if it was him out up of the through earth. the earth. Yeah, um, and his eyes are glowing. Yeah. and he's just like completely like the green glow from the eye, like the same color is used in this bottom panel, and it's like in it's like completely um, like enshrouding him in this green kind of like uh, power, this energy that's surrounding him, and then we get this little panel suddenly. Where he snaps back to being, it's like, it's like snaps out of that green light and he's, he's like, huh? And then he realizes it's like cut back right where he was frozen. Like, damn, you son of a, and like, he realizes that she's been like, he's been in her thrall or whatever for that entire time. It's all been nothing. It's all been in his mind. And she's like been hypnotizing him basically. Uh, you put the whammy on me. I love that. So funny. And she's good. like, Hellboy. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> and then he brings down the hammer. He's smack like, and she's in like also like half submerged in blood, which I think is really like a neat little detail. Yeah. And he sma- finally like smashes that down. We get that cool big vertical panel again to like give you that um, tension again of holding that up. He's been like stuck that way for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then we get that cool payoff of like walk. How's that? <laughs> she close up of the stake in the heart, and then she's like deteriorated as well. Yeah, in the, in the she's blood. already like she's already turned to like this dusty, like you know you would blow on her and she would turn crumble into dust. And then that last little cool panel of the Varkalax kind of peeking through, yeah, behind some dust. Uh, yeah, it was all in his mind. Or was it? Or was, or was it? it? I mean, it really does harpen back to his temptation from Yas- Rasputin through our big major storylines yeah. of them constantly t- trying to tell him, like, this is what you're supposed to be. You're one of us. Mm-hmm. 
and him getting enthralled by all these visions of what he is supposed to be. But is that the kind of thing that like this vampire creature could sense like, oh, this is what you're the most concerned about? Like she can maybe see his fears? Totally could be. Yeah, yeah. The the idea, I mean, vampires are always always portrayed as being like really powerful, right? Right. So yeah. Telepathic the, at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the idea that it would be able to like cause him to see a vision um of something personal to him. Yeah. Uh, of something that that's like a fear for him personally is 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 very cool. Yeah, it's a great like uh, defense yeah. mechanism yeah, for I, a vampire. Yeah, I, oh, I, for I, sure. and I'm, I'm a sucker for like stories having like prophetic dreams and visions and things like that. Yeah, I guess some might think that that sort of thing's a cop out, but I, I, I'm I'm big into it. I don't think. I mean, so often like this is the first time that we've really had him deceived like that. Uh, I mean, he'll like see ghosts and things. Like sometimes stuff that's like uh, like an illusion, but never has he been like really sucked in like this, like deceived mm-hmm. so thoroughly. Yeah, and also I think it 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 is starting to it's pushing a little more on Hellboy. I think it's a device overall where it's like actually about what it's it's not just if this had nothing to do with them tempting in about him. Yeah, like it's a personal. So personal to him, then I think I'm I'm with you on that, Andrew. Like it would be like sort of a cop out if it was just like, ooh, like if it had like there ended, was a big if, generic scary monster. Yeah. If it had ended with the vampires in like overcoming him, and then he woke up and he was like, oh, it was all a dream. Yeah, I would have been like, oh, who fucking cares? Right, yeah, but, but because it became such a personal thing about no, because you go, we hate you for going against what you are. And it's having to embrace that or confront that inside of him, then I'm on board. Yeah, if anything, it just like confirms that it's like helping with character development. Like we know that he's already like he we know that he is pushing against the creatures telling him that this is what his nature is and it's inevitable that he'll do this shit. But he's always been very dismissive and like his language and stuff like he's been very like almost nonchalant about it. But we can see in this story that it really distresses him to think about having to do that to like having to. Yeah. Have like we can see in his facial expressions that it really scares him. Um, so it's, we kind of do get a, 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 almost like a visual inner monologue of like, oh, he's like, he's not he. This isn't so easy for him to just say no to. Yeah, like he, we know he adamantly does not want to embrace that role and like become the destroyer. But we see that he's like really fucking scared of. Yeah, and, of and, that. and then and then like uh, I, I, again, like I don't know if this ever comes back, but um. The, just the implication with the with the eye and the, that last panel, I mean, it makes me feel like he's gonna, you know, have to deal with this thing again. Maybe not the literal Barkalak, but yeah, but something else. It's like it's watching him. Like that's yeah. still, it's still like, I, I think that's true. Like this lingering eye, it was all in his mind, but it that's gonna stay with him. Yeah, but but the the. The inevitability of having to um, confront his nature. Yeah, he's still scared of that. Mind, yeah. Like, that doesn't change just because this was a vision. Like, that's still with him, and he's still yeah. afraid. Yeah. And timeline-wise, this is very fascinating, because this is taking place in 82. Mm-hmm. And so, Seed of Destruction and Wake the Devil have not occurred yet. Yeah. So, this might even be his first time... I mean, I could... I can ensue at least at least what we've written. Yeah. This is the first time where some creature is bringing up his own nature. 
Yeah. So that is probably even more terrifying because it's out of the blue. It's caught him off guard. That's Because true. later on, even with the chain coffin occurs. Yeah, because we've af- seen that with other stories, but like, yeah, like you said, timeline wise, that those have all happened after this. So yeah, that's a great point. Like this might be one of the first few times where it's like he's being confronted with that. Yeah, and it's going to become a major thing in his finding out who he is. Cool. Going forward, it's fascinating. I love it. Um. Any favorite panels or dialogue you guys would like to point out or anything as we close out hmm. from that? I'm I'm going to jump in and mine first. I cannot get over, especially in the library edition of the Varkalak saying Hellboy and that whole green panel of yeah, him getting scooped up. One. I think that is absolutely beautiful. It's absolutely my favorite panel of the whole issue. You can look at the library edition, Andrew, if you oh, want. Sure, yeah. I mean, that is, it's a gorgeous book. Yeah, I think I the visuals like, are just outstanding. Oh, I like just, all these bat guys. I mean, there's a lot of cool visual shit in this one. Yeah, and especially for something, I I can't wait to go back and look at the strip version to see what the variation is. But God, for something he decided to redraw, whew, he knocked it out of the park. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I like. As far as like dialogue, I like. Well, he's big. I think that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, uh, and I think visually, probably, I think like the bats like shooting him out from below the graveyard is a really effective panel. That big like vertical panel mm-hmm. um, is really, really neat. It's probably t- like all this bat shit, I think, is really cool looking. Yeah. Uh, favorite panel for me is definitely uh, uh, this, this one where he's being uh, pinned down by all these vampires. Yeah. That where like his head his head's cut off at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the skull. Yeah, and the, and the one saying the Varkalak. Yeah, yeah, it's a that's a great panel. one. Yeah, great choice. That's wonderful. It's so cool. Yeah, that's like a good. That's like favorite visual and favorite dialogue. Yeah, and yeah. this is my new back piece. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so Andrew, what I'm really wanting to know, unless you have another like something you'd want to point out as a favorite, is having never read Hellboy before. We threw you into this little side story that takes place technically before the major storylines have already come forth. What are your initial thoughts off of just reading this short story? And what is what do you get from it? Just yeah, what are your initial thoughts? I mean, I, I really enjoyed the tone of it. Like the aesthetics of it are, are all really really appealing to me. Um, you know, like I. I you know I like I like stories where heroes have to make make a terrible oh, shit. Let me try it. You start over. It's, yeah. it's yeah. okay. Uh, I, I yeah I like stories where you know heroes have to make like terrible choices, things like that, um, things that aren't necessarily going to have you know happy endings like dark endings things like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, a, a lot of this is really appealing to me. Yeah. It. it- gets like pretty bleak uh in this one and like you know bad shit happens in a lot of the issues but like this one's cool as far as like his inner struggle for it mm-hmm. and i think like too um so like andrews and you like like so like what makes me think of okay okay so andrew really likes monster squad and the gate right like those two m- movies all right so um, sick and it's about like kids dealing with these big scary fucking monsters and I think to a degree, that's like sort of what this is like. Hellboy comes forth into this dimension as a kid 
and has to deal with like all this really heavy shit and sort of is like has this sort of almost like Spider-Man like kind of like quippy attitude about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of like it's like a similar tone in my mind. And so I, think- I was like, Andrew will like this. Yeah. 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 The, the <laughs> idea of someone having having to deal with something that is really high above them, that's really overwhelming to them almost. Yeah. Um, which is strange to think of that, think of this that way because he's a demon. Yeah. <laughs> but right. Like, but like one that really isn't prepared, like mentally or emotionally, to deal with this kind of thing. That's what I was going to say is like, I think it's a cool thing that you're referencing the gate in Monsters Squad, which was kids dealing with these monsters. Although Hellboy is a physically grown up he has the means of battling these in the physical sense it's interesting to think that even with his quibs and how funny and resistant he is to it all and even with dealing with this thing that's coming now looming over his shoulders about who he is that's like a grown-up thing mm-hmm. it's like yeah. him actually maybe still in the mindset of a child and now him having to grow up yeah is what yeah. we've began to start maybe in this whole storyline is that he's having to face reality and become a grown-up and be like no you got to decide who you are yeah because you can't stay you can't stay just sort of you can't separated separated from from what you actually are anymore yeah and and i kate pointed out earlier that like or ordinarily you know where he's being pinned down by all these vampires ordinarily we'd see him brawling his way out of it and then uh seeing that this is happening in his mind Mm -hmm. you know yeah that says a lot for him yeah yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. Like that's that yeah, the, the first I guess the first time you see him really being bested physically, it's actually happening in his brain. That's a great point. That's so cool. That's awesome. Ooh, what a cool issue. I'm so glad that you were here for this. Yeah, issue. I'm really happy to have you here. <laughs> you got um, some good uh reading comprehension, my friend. You really do. <laughs> and also I think that says a lot for Mignola that he wrote a short this short and he can convey that whole major story or like character arc that's taking place within in his bigger stories. Oh, there's there's so much here just in this little story. Yeah, and so I, yeah, it, it yeah it makes me really like interested in like how much how much depth the bigger stories are gonna have. Yeah, uh, it's there already are depth, but man, we have yeah. a journey ahead of us that's pretty amazing. Yeah, we're pretty early in the stories yet. Like we've only had two of the major storylines so oh, far. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty great stuff to be continuing reading. Yeah. Um. Any. This is um. Any. Re- Anything off of inspired by what we just read and went through that you would like to um, suggest for our listeners to read, watch, or see? Anything. And it can kind of be anything that makes you think of. Like, yeah, it doesn't have to be comics. I guess watch The Gate. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun read. Uh, the Mine is going to be uh, John Carpenter's Vampires. Oh, cool. Um, because the beginning of this where he's going into sort of the like the house busting in to go after the vampire. Uh, John Carpenter's Vampires is actually it's it's not a perfect film, but I think it's a very fun um, call. Like John Carpenter is just doing him what he does best, but it's really fun. It's what's his name? Um Oh my gosh. James Woods. James Woods. I couldn't, I was going to say Waters for some reason, but yeah, James Woods is like the head of this vampire, like crew that goes and hunts them and they go into like their little like nests. I've never seen this. It's super fun. I actually really like it. The opening scene is them going into a nest. They find the goons, which are the low, the lower level vampires. They shoot arrows into them and then they pull them out. (laughs) 
It's like so fun. Mm-hmm. And then want shit to goes crazy because bad. a master vampire shows up and shit gets nuts. It's campy and perfect. I love it. That's my suggestion this for looks our fantastic. Listeners. I don't agree with a lot of shit that comes out of James Wood's mouth or whatever, but I think this yeah, I mean, movie fuck James looks Woods great. In life, but yeah. there's a couple there's some roles in movies that he has done that are brilliant. Yeah, this look I mean, just the this picture that I'm looking at having Googled it. Just, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty fucking sold. Like, imagine if your stepdad was a badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. James Wood is definitely a stepdad. One hundred percent. Like, hey, Gary, do you have to wear jeans like that? Like, God. Could you drop me off a few blocks from school? <laughs> Hell no, we're riding up on my Harley. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm throwing this you off. This is a classic American away. car, okay? <laughs> oh no. Uh, very great. Yeah. That's a, anything from you guys for our reader, our listeners? Um, just because I'm thinking about him, because we talked about him earlier. Probably my favorite individual Stephen King book, and, and like the the concept of like uh, you know, kids having to fight these horrible things and feeling overwhelmed by them. Uh, it. Um, yeah. Great. Uh, it, it's it's a very it's very long, but I I think. One of my easily one of my favorite books. I think it's a pretty breezy read too. Yeah. Like I, for all the trouble that I'm having with Dark Tower, I think it I I got through. Yeah, relatively quickly. Yeah, compared it, to that. yeah, that's like an 1100 page book where I I feel like every word every word of it uh, is important. To yeah, that like story. you don't have to cut any of it. Yeah. That's great. Um, I think I talked about before uh, about you having me read all this Stephen King on the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember. Kate to read a whole bunch. No, of I mean King. I'm glad that you because Andrew's like, I want to talk about these books with somebody. Please read them, and I was like, sure. Yeah, like, like my my friend Lewis is getting sick of talking to me about it. That's so. funny. Well, I love. I mean, uh, yeah, I love talking about this stuff with you. Thank you for coming on this podcast and talking about this shit with me. Yeah. Did you have anything me. that? To um, refer them to or suggestion, I guess. To watch or see. I mean, yeah, Monster Squad and the Gate. I guess if we're gonna, you know, just because I brought it up and love it. Um. Oh, and read Bone, Andrew. <laughs> I read almost all of yeah, it. Yeah, you got seriously. So close. I, I was. I had like twenty five pages. You did that thing to yourself like where you that. waited just long enough that you would have to restart the book. Yeah, yeah. Like I got busy or something. I was like, well, now I forget everything. Right. Yeah. Like that can happen. Also, it had like sat on the back seat of my car for such a long time, and like the it's cover all yellowed and yeah, the cover got like faded. And I felt bad because it was Andrea's, wasn't it? Oh, even who gives a shit, dude? That's what. That's what fucking. That's what. Everything's going to waste away. Paperback books are for. Yeah. Everything yeah. goes mm-hmm. away eventually. They're fucking disposable. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. Uh, listeners, we want to hear from you guys. Please uh, email us at ahcrapahellboypodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. We want to hear your thoughts on this story as well as the episode. As well as you can follow us and reach out to us on Instagram at ahcrapahellboypodcast and Twitter Aw, crap, Hellboy. And on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. Yeah. Um, get more listeners to the podcast. Oh, Andrew, what's your... Um... That's what I was going to say. Oh, How sorry. can they find more of you? No, you're fine. It was a great, it was a great transition. Um, How I, can they find I more of you? I haven't... Oh, so I that's keep, okay. I keep kicking your feet. I'm literally here. putting my foot on your chair, so that's fair. Your best uh, friends. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, I haven't posted anything on Instagram in a long time. And I also don't post anything relevant on Instagram. He has a fucking but, pretty but sweet I'm Instagram, dude. He's got uh, I'm a bunch at, of... Yeah, I'm at Andrew Stanton on there. And Andrew is spelled with two O's instead of an E-W. A-N-D-R. All right. Oh, oh, oh. And uh, yeah, it's pretty much just all RPG pictures. 
I mean, it's Sweet. fucking sweet. He's like got some really good minis and some um, nice shots. Of I haven't posted anything in a while because we stopped because that group, this isn't the one with uh, that Kate's in. This is one where I'm playing, but like we, we stopped our D&D campaign. We're playing a like, sci-fi game called and like called scum and villainy sweet Fun. and i and like we just don't have we haven't collected uh, enough uh minis for it yet <laughs> for the pictures to be cool i have one i just need to get it painted yeah because uh, i can't do it myself well that'll cool. happen soon um, it'll look really and then cool. after that I, I swear i swear a new uh, a picture of my sweet new mini is coming after hell somebody yeah. else hell yeah check that out really waiting it oh That's and also great. yeah and, and also come to harold night yeah, if you're visit if you're in LA or you're visiting LA, check out Harold Knight, check out his team Heartthrob. They're really fucking great. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate it. Thank you for listening um, to All Crap a Hellboy podcast. We'll see you next week. I love you. Hi, I'm Sunny Hots. Listen to my new show, Mystery Solver, where we solve the mysteries in my crazy life. I know what you're thinking. Another formulaic podcast ad. But what if there was a mystery to solve in this very promo? Sonny, we don't have time for that. Just tell them to subscribe wherever they get their podcast. Oh, shoot. Well, I, the solution was I don't remember stealing her car because I was sleepwalking. Campfire. 